1: The first four hours were simply in a moose bush. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you the one not dessert? Not for me. How uh, good? Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. Stop doing what you're wait, stop what you're doing and listen to this big ass news. Baker Mayfield is injured. What's the matter? I had to take the headset off. It was that loud. So overdramatic, It was, loud. Oh, so it it was incredibly loud. It wasn't. Okay, we'll redo it. Three, two, one. Stop what you're doing and listen to this big ass news. Baker Mayfield is injured. Okay, stop. Come on. Just t- put your headphones, headphones on and talk. I refuse. I'm not using that. But you don't know what you
0: sound like in the headphones. Doesn't matter. I know what I sound like in real life. And the microphone is supposed to he- amplify you that. You can't
1: hear yourself. You don't know if you're too close to the mic or too far from the mic. Just, just talk. Here just speak. Went. Daryl has an article on 923thefan.com about it. So read I saw the article the inst- if you know how to read. The instant
0: reaction is, oh, are you guys happy? Anybody who ridiculed <laughs> Baker's <laughs> performance? No one's happy. And it's about like, that. first of all, none of us, none of us on the checklist of things that make me happy. Uh none of that includes <laughs> torn labrum of the starting quarterback in a year where you could contend for the Super Bowl. An injury that probably won't go away for a while. Now, pain management, like our last caller of the day, by the way, oh, and I think we have the open for tomorrow, if you and Anthony want to get started. Already working uh, on it. Uh well, we're thinking just out loud, he's got it. We're thinking the Doogie Hauser song, mm-hmm. which Ken said, and then us just spitballing the last half hour of the show. Could do ER. Oh, could do ER. Yeah, you could do any of those.
1: Uh, St. Elsewhere. Could do St. Elsewhere. Yeah. G- General Hospital. MASH. What did you say hospital?
0: Yes, mash. all those. Oh, my God. We got to do MASH.
1: Anyway, all mash. of those are in play.
0: But it's it's Ken and I just completely spitballing as we know what we're talking about. And then the guy at the end, he who, comes in at the very end and it actually doctor. did seem like he knew exactly what he was Which, talking
1: what about. What school was he at? Was it Case? He said in Pepper Pipe. No, he, but he said he was in Pepper Pike, but he's a, he's a teacher at a school, one of the colleges Oh, here. okay. Yeah. Was it Case? I thought it was Case. I'm not sure. But My, doc, it seemed my like doctor he knew. went to Case. But so what he was saying. I have, to, I have to say that so you know he's a good doctor. He cor- went to Case.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong. Basically, Congratulations
1: on my success. I've been taken care of by a guy. I think it was Ursuline College. Yep, okay, you're right. Good job there, Owen. Was good he
0: saying that there's no such thing as a totally torn labrum? You can't just fall off. It can only be partially torn. Like a set
1: of keys behind the couch. Yeah.
0: And that it's just going to be pain management from here on out. Like, it's not something that until you have surgery. Well, you can't have surgery now. If he has surgery, that's the year. It may oh, have be two to three man. months. So he's not going to have surgery. So, so it's we're going to be just, dealing with this stuff for the rest of the year. Yeah, but he also made it sound like it can't get – oh, and am I wrong? Didn't he make it sound like it can't really get a lot worse? No, it sounded
1: like – yeah, it sounded like where he's at right now, he's good with it. If he gets surgery, then he's getting stitches in there and those oh, yeah. stitches can pull and then he's done. No,
0: yeah, he can't get surgery. Uh, I just mean it's it's going to be a pain situation. He's going to be yes. uncomfortable. I think it yes. sounds like he's going to be uncomfortable the re- for the rest of the year. It's here, the high ankle sprain of shoulder injury. Right, right. It's a good point. So here is the question. Two things. Looking into the future, does this change the way that their offense has to run? especially in the short term while he's figuring it out and how to play with it. The other question is, do you have some issues with the way Stefanski called the last game? Again, they did run the ball a ton last game, but would you want a quarterback who clearly is laboring, clearly is having issues being accurate, it's laborious. would you want him on third and, and five, third throwing, and the five throwing the ball?
1: I don't, if he's out there, he can throw the damn ball. If he can't, if he can't throw the ball, okay. then don't put him out there. Okay, It's that simple. Boom. Mm-hmm. Issue number two. Wrong. No, it's not. I'm sorry. I'm texting back people. Because um, mm-hmm. there's people... You're, make, you're There are people in the... Mm, how do we put this? Because we'll bring it up tomorrow, so we might as well have a practice run, right? There are people in the media texting us saying that we're making too big of a deal of this because they don't believe still that that was his reason for having a bad game. I'm sorry. If you're missing high and you have a shoulder mm-hmm. injury... I don't. I think that it go,
0: does. It not go with it. Yes, I think it absolutely yes. has something to do with it. And he he hasn't had enough time to learn how to correct on the fly. It's going to change your mechanics. And and guys, football players they play with injuries. And Baker has played with injuries before. Remember remember the 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 bruised ribs or broken ribs or whatever. Uh that definitely impacted his play in the past. So. He's going to want to play with it. He's not going to get surgery. He's not going to end his season. So he's going to play with it. The question is how does he deal with it? How does he work in the confines of that injury impacting him? How does he overcome it? Because it's going to be there. It's going to be there for a while, most likely. We'll hear more because now that this report is out there, Stefanski will be asked about it. And you know, some people were were making it seem like don't the Browns have to announce injuries? Tom Brady had a had a torn MCL. MCL didn't say a play word. with it the entire season.
1: That's true. I was talking to Andy about that, and he's like, "Don't because I I, I I started thinking of Bill Belichick because I you say what you say, but I did think the same thing. I go, don't they have to put that on the report? I don't know. know.
0: I really don't know. Okay, how does not that if work? He's not then? limited.
1: Oh, you know, Owen. Thank you. That's how you are at practice. Ian Rappaport said he's taking every practice snap. That's the out. What? Okay. That's you the out. Thank you very much, Owen. Well done. Yep. That's the out. I forgot that Ian Rappaport did tweet. He's taking every practice snap.
0: All right. Now, Tr- thank God we didn't say that on the real show. Jake Trotter has now confirmed it. He has a story well, out. If Jake's confirmed it. Then, we you have know. our story on 92.3 The Fan. And yet, Kim. Daryl beat him. Boom. Take that, Jake. Uh, Mayfield said yesterday, I really do not think it's that complicated. Of his performance, everybody's going to try and make an excuse. I pretty much got hit on it after the game. Or I pretty much hit on it after the game. Uh, I just have to make the damn play. It's that simple. And he's still talking about that play with Odell. So, uh, the question is, does this change? I mean, this is me forward thinking. Does this alter the way that you deal with your quarterback from here on out this year? Uh, Or at least until he gets his accuracy Yes,
1: probably. But... It's not like the Jedrick Wills thing where rest can do it better. That's that's the problem now because you can't say, "Well, he just needs to be out." No, they're saying we had a doctor just tell us that he doesn't. It, I guess it can't get any worse,
0: right? Well, it, there's some people saying it can. I don't know. I don't know. Now we have people saying it can. Well, just it's just Twitter. It's just a bunch of people who have experienced the injury. Oh, um, now it's important. The fact that it's on his non-throwing shoulder is the only reason that it's not panic time. If that that would be panic time. That would be your starting quarterback's going to miss months. And that would be panic. It really would be. I mean, can you imagine the conversation we'd be having then? And boy, my God, if Case Keenum was great, and and that was a, would you, would you bench Case Keenum? Like, that would be a fascinating discussion. We don't have to worry about it. Baker's going to play. Keep talking, I am going to tweet. I'm, I'm tweeting right now as I'm talking, guessing we won't see another RPO the rest of the year. Why are you doing that? Well, I'm guessing we won't they still could no yeah with with another quarterback okay <laughs> okay I well, think you can do that if you want to
1: uh I got another, so are we done talking about this till tomorrow
0: yeah I think so I think it's it's something I want you to think about too does but, this offense change just remember 6040 Deacon told us they've been 6040 run how much more running do you want to do maybe it just means how aggressive they're going to be the rest of the way Mm. And then, man, what do you think Odell is thinking?
1: Can we still win a Super Bowl with this? Yes.
0: With the way that defense played? You're you're looking at me like maybe not. Uh, well, there's nervous. our question.
1: It makes me nervous. I don't want to. No, I'm not doing that tomorrow before the Chargers game. Why? Because it's so fatalistic. No, it's not. It is.
0: It allows people to talk about their confidence in the defense and their confidence in the running game. This team is built on the running game. It wasn't built. But on now the, it on just the becomes
1: the season of what if? What if Baker never made that tackle or tried to make that tackle? I know. So it just becomes like eh, that's that's very big picture. Even though we are talking about a quarterback's health, so that's about as big picture as it gets. So think Does about it, Okay, this is a weird thing to say. I'm going to say this again tomorrow on the air on the show. Do you be, two things? Do you believe that this has affected his toss, his throwing?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes, yes, I'm
1: just yes, making yes. sure because this is the next question. How could you not? Is it? Is it a any bit of a relief
0: if I, you believe that? I already told you. I told you that today. I, said, I didn't hear you. I said before before we knew about the injury. I said, hey, if it ends up that he's injured, I kind of wish, just for my personal edification, yeah. I kind of wish that it would have come out that he was injured.
1: Oh, yeah, I, did. Yeah. I you know what? You're right. I'm wrong. I, I didn't – Uh, well, I'm not wrong. I just don't remember hearing you say that until now. You did say that. It just wasn't during this conversation. But so, so
0: now everybody knows. Everybody knows. Everybody About knows. Subject, everybody knows. Yes. Everybody knows that he's banged up. I don't know if that creates a target. Every quarterback has a target on their body. It doesn't matter if you're injured or not. Mm-hmm. Everybody is trying to go after the quarterback in Man. some way. But this does, this does kind of stick out. And it also, I think it explains, forget about the overthrows. I think it explains why he's not seeing the field as well. If that makes any sense whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I really do. I think that he can't rely on the God-given gifts as much. It's like, look, he still has the arm strength. He still has all that. We saw him darting the ball down the field, almost too much arm strength. But I think that is part of it. I think it's totally throwing him off doesn't have that confidence where he can rear back. You know, I just saw this clip with Chris Sims and Ben Roethlisberger from a few years ago, and he was asking Big Ben, like, do you still think about your mechanics? And he was like, I've never thought about mechanics. And he's like, well, that's interesting, but, I mean, the way you grip the ball and the way you – he's like, no, no. And then he's like, well, what about what about when in the offseason with your your quarterback coach? And he's like, no, i got to be honest. I just take the summer off every year. I don't really – it's just – and then Big Ben says at one point, it's just my God-given gifts. That's what he said. Well, guess what? Those have eroded. The God-given gifts have eroded. I think that might be the case for Baker Mayfield. I think just temporary, I'm not saying for the future. This is not a future question. But I think at least over the next however many weeks till they get to that bye, Ken, some of those God-given gifts may have eroded a little bit. How does he make up for it now? Mm-hmm. How does the team make What's up for it? What's it
1: going to do? Because, all right, if he, if he adjusts and he's better... What's his long? Because his his whole thing is about mechanics. Because yeah. he's like he's improved he's them not all right. Six the, people are going to hate this. He's not six five, so he can't afford to be lazy. Big Ben could afford to be lazy because he was a naturally gifted six five horse. Yeah. Baker is not that way, so he can't afford to. This kind of this kind of unsettles me because right after the season he has to have surgery as soon as he possibly can. Because then he needs to rest, recover, and then he has to work on proper... I'm serious. He has to work on proper mechanics to unlearn the things that he's going to have to learn to make himself able to play. Because now he's going to be sloppy and he's going to do things to overcompensate for the injury.
0: Yes. But can he get comfortable doing so? Can he get into a rhythm? Can he get into a rhythm? Can he find a way (laughs) to find that comfort? Because... Last year, now Tom Brady has the luxury of, being, of having done this a long time and just using his mind to move people. <laughs> he can just part the seas with his mind the way that he operates at the quarterback. Uh, he played with that torn MCL basically uh, the entire year. Yeah, That's not throwing motion. But legs, so driving your legs yeah. is a big part of it. Baker's talked about that. Look mm-hmm. at his thighs. My goodness, Baker's such thighs. strong thighs! They're amazing thighs. The lady does you have big thighs, I can't. I, then what's the problem? I can't even wear shorts anymore. I mean, thigh. Because it's embarrassing how your small. thighs. How small my entire legs you and my are thighs are. You are in a are. committed
1: relationship now. You—that's the beauty of being in a committed relationship. You don't have
0: to care anymore. Would, you, would it Look bother at me. you? I'm a great big fat house. Would it bother you if I just did these wall? these wall things for the entire show just to build up. It would be great if your voice started
1: getting more pensive as you became more uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm and I just, fine. I kept the podcast going. You're like, please, the oh love of God, the son of a
0: bitch. It's like wall planks. Yes. Um, okay, so. We're uh,
1: brought to you by Extend Technologies, online first, XTENDAV.com. Get hit.
0: Let's do panic level, 1 to 10. My panic level is not where I'm seeing some Browns fans right now. My panic 8. level Tweet it out. No! Ken's panic level no. is at an eight. Don't do that. And put the no, red no, no, alarms. No. The Don't red sounder. That. What are those called? I am at a panic. So
1: okay, fine. Six and a half. Boom. Well, you can't move it down now. It's no, already eight. It. It's six and We're, a half.
0: Write that Ken is at six and a half, but only after here we might tweet out that he would do eight. Don't and with the big say alarms. Anything. Those big red alarms. Don't do that. And I'd, put like, s-
1: to, I'd like to be able to rest this afternoon. And Owen,
0: match... The number eight with eight alarms in front and say breaking Don't news. Ken that. is at an alarm. as serious
1: as a damn heart attack. Don't do that. It's you're an eight alarm panic. The, you're going to make me cuss. On the it, well, we're
0: going to record that. It's going to be in the open tomorrow. Eight alarm panic.
1: Uh, I'm not I'm not in a full. We have like 80,000 things to go in the open tomorrow. It's going to get pissed. Yes.
0: I mean, the whole open will take up the first hour of the show. I think. This work that we have to do. Ugh. How about – this is such a sit-on-the-fence thing. Can you give me just one more game of throwing? Like, if he looks really bad throwing the ball against the Chargers – One more game of throwing. It's – if he looks like he did this. You're gonna talk about bringing in case Keaton. It is absolutely gonna be that. But not until then. Not until then. Not until then. And maybe he goes out and he plays fine and they win the game or five and one or four and one and we're laughing. Laughing. Everybody's laughing at us. Oh, <laughs> uh, we will laugh at all this conversation and Ken's eight alarm then switch to six point five panic. Is that fair? I think that's fair. No. It's ten technologies.
1: Is Michigan back? That's what I was originally going to do for the final segment. I know
0: you were. I've been impressed. How'd you know? I I, I know. I was trying to keep it a secret. Uh, Just like Baker's (laughs) arm until the media got too bad. Uh, I am telling you that I think that they are in the best place they've been. I've been impressed. They're playing big boy football. They've been playing the type of football that I've applauded behind the scenes, not vocally, the way that Notre Dame plays football. Now, do they have enough playmakers Can they keep up with the scoring of Ohio State? Because my guess is Ohio State is going to put up a ton of points in that game. By the end of the year, my my assumption, remember, even in their loss to Oregon, they still put up 600 yards of total offense. (laughs) So are these teams in the Big Ten going to be able to slow down Ohio State? Now, I have major concerns about Ohio State slowing down the other teams. But can Michigan win a track meet against Ohio State at the end of the year? I still I still hold out hope that that can happen. But yes, I think you could just tell by Harbaugh and his attitude the smiles. I haven't seen smiles in a long time. the confidence. I could tell that he thinks they're back and that they're close. I don't think they can win a national championship. Can you
1: say they're back though? It's too is it not too early? Because any time I spent I spent a good significant portion of the show on Saturday talking about this right after they won that game. And this is the thought I have about Michigan, and I had calls on this at tone, yeah. is that we've said at, at different points, Tennessee is back, Texas is back, Miami is back, those teams are back. Be- what? What are you laughing about? I can't read. I can't see it that far. People are away. tweeting
0: us the eight alarms.
1: Oh my god.
0: Thank you, Big Len.
1: Go to hell. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Nebraska, Tennessee, Miami, and uh Texas. We've yeah. always said that they're back. Yeah, we
0: <laughs> prematurely say it. And Joe Tessator. Yes. Joe Tessator famously said Texas was back. Oh yeah. Well, uh, Which coach was it?
1: Arkansas used it. He's the he, Tom Herman? Yeah, Arkansas used it in their promo when they beat the brakes off him.
0: Oh my God! Because Texas is like, and
1: hey, Texas is
0: back. No, they're not. Now we get back to holy moly, a big putt on the line.
1: No, they are not back. And I, and it's so they're five and zero. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you're five and zero, oh, and you're and you beating teams badly. You're supposed to beat badly, because like it's like before, like, hey, you let Western Michigan hang around, eh? And no offense to Western Michigan, they might be the best team in the MAC this year, but you would leave these teams hang around, and I just think it would cast this Paul – as you went into Big Ten play. And now, hey, they Northern Illinois. They upset Georgia Tech. They got wow. beat 62 to 10 or 63 to 10. I lost count. They crushed them. They crushed them. So now you think about what they're going to do for the Big Ten schedule. And I still think they're going to lose against Ohio State. I'm not convinced. But I do think they've made tremendous progress this year. And I want to say they're back, but it's only been five games. You haven't even played a half a season yet. And you got Michigan State on that schedule, which roll your eyes as much as you want, Keith Britton. Now Keith will actually agree with this. Mel Tucker's coached the hell out of that team. Yes, and they've really done has. a good job, and I think they're overachieving. And that game is in East Lansing. Yes, you got Penn State on that schedule still. Then you have Ohio State, and so I thought, well, okay, if it comes down to Michigan State, then you have two games left. You could do that if you. So I could say you're back then. If I say you're back by Penn State. It's like, of course we're back. They're 10-0. and 0. Then you'd say they're back. So it's it's a it's a law for me as a media guy and just as an analyst. What's too early? What's too late? I think Penn State is too late. I think now is too early. I think that game, I want to say, weekend of October 30th, I think it might, might be the same weekend as uh, Ohio State-Penn State. That game against Michigan State. Mm. If they win that one then Michigan's back. Well,
0: it's setting up a great showdown. I I think it just depends. Uh, I I hate we get caught in semantics sometimes, but I think it depends. If you're saying, are they back in terms of, are they a national championship contender? No, I do not believe they are. Mm. However, I think Michigan being back needs to be talked about in the confines of, can they beat Ohio State? Yes, I do think they can beat Ohio State. No, I'm not going to pick them. That's going to be one of those things where how in the hell can I ever pick against Ohio State until it actually happens. So I'll, I'll miss it. Eventually, Michigan's going to beat Ohio State, and Michigan fans can rub it in Ohio State fans because nobody will see it coming because we, we will be in denial A lot more until people listen to this right
1: now than I thought. There are a lot of people tweeting me, 8 can come on.
0: 8-alarm, Eight 8-alarm. Eight uh, so I think they're back in terms of they can beat Ohio State, which they haven't been able to wow. in a long time. And they've had well, close games. If they games. can beat Ohio State, then they are back. But but no, because I don't think they're a national championship contender. That's what they were. They were a national championship contender. Okay, but before whoa, like whoa, when we were whoa, young, whoa, 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 whoa. when we were young, late nineties, early two thousands, they were national championship contender.
1: If so, now there's a difference between even making the playoffs and national championship. Contender. I
0: think so. I think so. I Fine. now wait. Geez. I guess I should say they can get into the playoffs, right? If if Michigan wins out, yeah, they're going to the playoff. Yeah, but. They'd be an I undefeated team from the Big Ten but and it's make it. Yes. But they, they Notre Dame go. has <laughs> made Notre Dame has made the playoffs, and I have not thought they were a national championship contender, go. so there's there a go. difference.
1: There you go. Um Yeah, they would have beaten Ohio State and then they would have beaten what Iowa in the uh Big Ten championship mm-hmm. game. Which I, I was looking at this during the show. You know Iowa has like an eighty seven percent chance of winning the Big Ten uh West. A what percent chance? Eighty seven.
0: So that would portend the Big Ten the Championship game. Ohio State, Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. And that game isn't is in Indy. Have a fart. They haven't moved that to DC, have they? They haven't moved that to Madison Square Garden. They are playing that in Indy, right? It,
1: why did I have this thought? I go, why can't we have the Big Ten Championship wait, game at, at first century? Wait,
0: they're not playing it at Yankee Stadium one year, are they?
1: Uh, probably will at some point. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Or MetLife.
0: Why did I, I get all my, my news mixed up?
1: If the Browns build a new stadium. They have to play the Big Ten Championship game in Cleveland one year.
0: I, not only that, they'd have to have a contract. That should be part of the contract, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah.
1: Because I assume if they ever build a new stadium, it's going to be an indoor facility of some sort with a big roof and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you'd be like, able to do that. Like Minnesota.
0: Yeah. Everybody said that oh, place yeah. was cool as hell, by the way. The Browns fans – oh, that's another thing I wanted to talk about.
1: They were even talking about the ease of use for the media. Like, malt, bo- malt boxes are a big box you all plug yep. into, and then it's, easy, it's for easier – Use I guess it's just in the wall. You could just boop right in, plug in, plug out. It was very yeah. easy. And bags of room, they said. In the new stadium in Atlanta, the the uh, radio booth, very tight, like the size of a cubicle. Mm-hmm. He said, and this was weird, Jason was telling me, Gibbs was telling us that when they were in Minnesota last time in the old Metrodome, I mean, like, paints coming off the oh, walls. Because yeah. like, you know this, to get a new stadium – they will let a stadium, we know this very well, they'll let a stadium go to rat, you know. They
0: do that for political reasons. They do that yeah. for
1: that reason. They take less care of it. and They say, look at the, t- the upkeep and da-da-da. So <sighs> he went into Minnesota when Minnesota was, I think, making their deal for a new stadium. Can I make
0: a joke about Italian lightning if I'm Italian? Hold on for a second. <sighs>
1: I want to hear that. And then they went to, he said in, there, in Minnesota, he goes, we had room for like eight Doug Deacons in there. I mean, it was just so much room. You could do anything you wanted to in there. So he loved that. It's going to be interesting to see so far. What's the Italian lightning joke? No, it's
0: just that's that's when uh, the place goes up in flames. Oh, it must have been Italian lightning. Hmm. hmm.
1: I can't make that joke. You can't? No.
0: <laughs> and I've heard different variations of that joke. And it's not Italian. Oh. There are
1: many different ones. Yeah. Whoa, hee hoo. Hee hoo hoo hoo. This is a ten. now t- t- you know what? I'm at a ten now, just after that.
0: He's in a ten alarm panic, I'm ladies and gentlemen. Breaking panic. news.
1: This one's over our jobs. Yeah. I guess you're I mean, you are the two time Italian man of the year. Are we are we celebrating in Little Italy on Monday? Uh absolutely. Are we are you going to be the three time Italian American man of the year? No. No, I Do I've... you have to give a green jacket to somebody or a um Spaghetti-colored jacket to somebody, so or, they're or, the or just a jacket
0: there. covered in Chef Boyardee. Here you go. Here is my Chef Boyardee-stained jacket. In sauce. Now that would sauce be great. Sauce dip. Just pizza smothered with Stromboli. Uh, they got the whole thing. Top five Ramitello. Italian.
1: Top five Italian dishes you find at a pizza shop. At a pizza shop, go.
0: Italian dishes. All right, calzone number one. They all have calzones. That's your number one. I love it. I love pineapple ham wow. calzone too. Whoa. Yeah. And Stromboli, I like like the Stromboli, gotta go. Stromboli. Okay. So I'm Strumboles. starting selling Frank Caliendo. Uh, I like that. I all, obviously chicken parm. You know me. That's probably number one. Chicken parm is gonna be number one. Can now that a pizza The shop? pizza places are not gonna have the veal parmesan. The, no. the veal is gonna be set aside for the fancier. The white linen cloth, white napkin. I had crowd. the
1: chicken parm at trattoria. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Uh,
0: meatball sandwich. You're going to find out uh, with a heavy dose of Parmesan cheese. Now, uh, you, do you opt for the grated cheese? That's the question, or just the full slices of the provolone? That's going to be a question uh, for sure. Wow. I think I got five. Is Detroit
1: style pizza a real style of pizza? Yeah, yeah, that's been a style. Then I would for a long think time. Little Caesars would have served that much earlier than now. No,
0: they're they're trying to come now. up with new stuff every day. And that business, despite the fact that there are more pizza places than ever before, mm-hmm. that business, thanks to COVID, is doing gangbusters. Pizza or Little pizza. Caesars? Pizza in general. Both. Those yeah. those old those old Domino's, Little Caesars, and Pizza Hut are doing better than they've done in years. We used to have a guy. Who owned, there was
1: this pizza shop? It's not around anymore, called Lincoln Way Pizza, and it was a staple in Perry Township for a long time. And the who was owned by this guy named Frank, this Italian guy named Frank, and he was grizzly. And you would call him up, and you would he he was such a dick. He was it just the customer service was never going to be his deal. Like you eat you you eat the pizza, or you don't eat the pizza. I don't give a... Like he didn't care. So we would call him up and do an order and ask for delivery just to hear him cuss us out and laugh <laughs> yeah. and hang up. It was one of the best things ever because he would, it wasn't like we don't deliver. No, he would launch into this tirade of cussing you out. I've been here for 47 years and I've never delivered and this pizza's worth you coming and picking it up and if you don't like it, you can go bleep yourself. Like the whole thing, he would just go and cuss and me. you out.
0: Such a pride, I it's love awesome. it. It's awesome. awesome, was awesome. By the way, the the, the me giving... That uh, that sentiment that pizza's never been better. That's not me making stuff up. I still receive, to this day, mm. uh, PMQ, Kenny. What? pizza? Wait, Pizza Makers Quarterly? Monthly. Monthly? Mon- no, pizza. Uh, oh, no, it is Makers. Yeah, it is makers, Pizza yeah. Makers Or quarterly. Pizza Magazine Quarterly. I think that's it's pizza it, magazine. Pizza Magazine Quarterly. I still refer to it. I have the numbers. You have a subscription? Oh, sometimes you are just... When you become a general manager of a pizza place, Kenny... Uh, you are just in the system,
1: in the system. You don't don't pay for it. No.
0: Hell no. Remember, I worked for not one but two different pizza chains. I worked for one. And it was
1: a singular independent chain, Scotty's Pizza, Canton, Ohio.
0: I brought a lot of my tricks over from the first place, brought them over, my wherewithal and expertise. It helped me really transcend a lot of the issues that confront those that get confused in a second pizza system. I was able to topple the other place uh, because of a lot of my information Can you make that dough? I had garnered over time.
1: Can you still make dough? Could you still make dough?
0: I think I could throw it around a little bit and have it ready to go. Plus, I always had my little uh, the uh, essentially the garlicky undertaste. I used to throw that on there, and, uh, and yeah. that would be beneath. I love the way I love the way that the actual pizza sauce would stick to almost like a primer, Uh have that down, and then you yeah. get the best of both worlds, sweet and savory. It was everything you'd want in a pizza.
1: I like a sweet sauce. I don't
0: like a spicy sauce.
1: Uh I shouldn't have named names on the pizza shop because I was going to ask, did you gamble at the pizza shop? Well, no, the
0: bookie, th- there's always bookies at every pizza shop. I mean, it really is stereotypical. Yeah. It really is because I guess that's where you would least likely find them. Never made sense to me. It seems like that'd be the first place yeah. that you would find them. We, uh, ga- the bookmakers. I,
1: I gambled like a bastard in the pizza shop, and it made it worse because I basically just worked to gamble. That's what. Like I'm not. I'm not like oh I had a problem gambling or anything. I was 16 years old. It was just. It was fun because you'd play the part. But by the way, I've always called it a parley, and people are going, "Can it's parlay?" Well,
0: now you're just doing it on purpose. Yeah, no, now you're not gonna, gonna change. Yeah,
1: it. I'm. Now I'm just, I, listen, that's how I was raised I called it a parley, and go to hell if you want to correct me. And on you parlay. should never
0: speak of it again. Don't don't give people no. that explanation. So I would play the
1: parleys, and then it was great because we had this uh, pizza sh- or uh, a barber shop in the same building as the pizza shop, and the owner of the barbershop would call. He, he did this. It was perfect, and he'd laugh. I'd be on the phone with him. And he'd call up, and he like he had he had an accent, and would say, "Is Mike there?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, he's over making pizza. What do you want, Sam?" And Sam would be like, uh, oh, Mississippi State. I'll give you seven. And the in the and the spread would be like twelve, but he wasn't mm-hmm. paying attention because he's making pizza. <laughs> and he'd go, and I go, Mike, Sam's gonna give you seven in Mississippi State. <sighs> Ooh, that's like three, right? And I. Yeah, yeah. Sam be like, tell him, yeah, tell him, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, hundred.
0: Oh my god. And he just laugh
1: and laugh, and they'd win by eight. Doesn't matter. Like he' was, or you know what I mean? They, they, they'd win by like thirteen or something like that, and then it would. Be, he'd get.
0: He'd get. He'd been hosed anyway. Like it was all this crazy stuff. I, I've always wondered about the guys that are moving big money, and they need to recalibrate the lines, and then. Make sure to dump off a lot of their bets to make sure that they came out. If they were nervous in a given week, they'd have to make they'd have to make sure that regardless of what happened, there was so much juice on one side that they were going to come out okay. And then there was a guy on the east side, and someone will know about this. But I think I'm okay. Careful, careful. I think I'm okay because of the circumstances. We're going over there Monday, so I know there was a guy on the east side and his business had grown exponentially. Guy was great with numbers, and so sometimes wouldn't even have to write stuff down, which, of course, could get you in trouble. But last name of Green. He, he was able uh, to – you want to talk about laying off big numbers. That's how much money he was bringing in, and he was a math whiz, and he could do this in his sleep, started taking bets, and he would alter the lines throughout the week, so now you're chasing hooks. You know, You're yeah. chasing points and half points. So you're doing all that throughout the week and then trying to figure it out. And his customer base just continued to grow and grow and grow where, you know, you don't ever want to have stuff on a computer. So you needed a computer to handle all of this. So then you start doing what you start. If you saw the cocaine cowboys, their whole system came down, Mm. down in Miami because they put stuff. um, They, 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 they they basically their code was broken uh, because of a witness. Their code was broken. But what happened was he actually had to go to the computers and everything either way. He grows the business. He becomes one of the top bookies in the region, not just the area the region. So he's got got other bookmakers calling him, laying off their bets to you. That's how you know you've got a big bankroll. Well, what are you going to do with all this money? Right, Ken? You can't just take it to the bank. You have to figure out. And if anybody's watched Breaking Bad, there are ways to start to launder money. But Mm -hmm. you'll get caught. You'll always get caught. You're you're not going to outsmart people. And you, you also have to live below your means at all times. Because you can't draw any further attention. The problem with that is you're the bookie. Everybody knows you when you are the guy, including politicians, including FBI people, including federal employees. They all know who you are. Now, maybe you think that provides protection, but it also gets you into a jam. If the wrong people owe you money, you come asking for that money. You have your muscle. You always have to have muscle. You can't run this business without muscle. You might call it security, but you can't run the business. You have to be a threat. If people don't think you're a threat, they'll just never pay you. And then that's it. So, and there's a lot of complications there as well because, you know, you're in a small town. Cleveland is a very small town. You're always three degrees of Kevin Bacon away from a bookmaker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so all these issues happen. And then one time, one time, uh, he gets a phone call. Uh, that phone call is from his tied up nanny. This nanny tied up. Remember, I this came, is hot. Remember, I came back to the uh, the issue about what are you going to do with your money? Oh. Well, what are you going to do with your money? This is not hot. What are you going to do with the money? It's just going to be in your house. Uh, ooh. You can have this. Oh, the, you so you have had to give save. up the spot of where the money was. You had to give up the, the spot. Was she a good nanny? Uh,
1: One of the best. Let's not cry over
0: spilt nannies. <laughs> one, of the, one of the best. Uh, Anyway... Uh, was robbed. I think they said the number was like half a mil. Whoa, half a mil! And some people will be like, "That's all." I mean, who that's knows? A lot of who knows where his other ca- money was. That's
1: in cash in your yeah, house. That's cash. a hell of a lot of it's money. It's all
0: cash in the house. And the problem with making that much money is you can't even spend it. Yeah. So you're just staring at money. You can't even have the lavish vacation. You can't buy now, the lavish now car. Now you
1: can't because everything is documented. Like before, like this is what I don't understand. Cash should still be king. I know I'm advocating for a greasy lifestyle yeah. and probably shouldn't be, but it's like, hey, we're bringing ink and paper and everything here. If I got 45 grand and small arm mark bills underneath my bed, I should be able to buy a brand new sports car with it. Uh, no questions what's the asked. Point? Yeah. What's the point of this? What are you
0: doing with Let's it? Maybe... Get,
1: yeah, what's the point of me trying to do all this to make money if I can't spend uh, well, the Well, then what stuff? you end
0: up doing is you loan the money out with a big number. But
1: the, Yeah, but then I can't get that back because, yeah. yeah. again, it's a cash business. It, it, that's why – and people don't – Straight people don't realize this. So again, this is where I come from a greasy background, and Lyman comes from an even greasier background. Barbershops, pizza shops, you know what I just talked about? They're a great place to launder money, folks. I mean, it's just, especially with barbershops, it's mostly a cash business. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Pizza shops used to really be <laughs> the same way because people used to pay for bigger ticket items with credit cards. Mm-hmm. And then this was before, like, even when I was a kid working at the pizza shop, like a bank card, it was like, eh, I get cash out. I carry cash. Like my dad carried Hundreds of dollars in cash. He didn't carry a bank card. It wasn't like that. Now it's like, who carries cash? Right. But then it's like, yeah, you, you're paying for, you know, at the time, like a large pizza was like 8 20 something like that. Who knows what the Jeez. price was? And it was about eight bucks because it caught what, you know, the slime. It cost you just over a buck to make. Mm-hmm. I mean, good God, the, the cheese. Revenue. The cheese is gold. The cheese is always the most expensive part. The cheese is more than the labor. Um, you but you but people would be like oh, I got a 10 dollars bill give me change like the, you paid for all that stuff in cash and so there was a great way to be like oh yeah cash business and that's the way that worked and now it's it's all changed that's another thing I was thinking of why you were in you it's a great story that's something I don't like about gambling in 2021 there is something that we're missing that people don't want to admit it's a bit of dangerous fun it is a bit of. It, it, I think it's it's fun and exclusive to be in a town and to go to a pizza shop or go to a barber shop, and you'll walk through and you open a door and there's somebody sitting in there and up on a up on a chalkboard, Arkansas minus three. Yes. And, you know, there's people from all over little towns around here in Canton and Youngstown and Akron and Cleveland and Lorraine and all that stuff where they did that. And now it's just like, oh, I get on my phone and I do that. Like part of that was like, hey, I'm part of this club that nobody else is in. Like there were people like you'd be sitting there getting a haircut and you'd see a car pull up and here comes a person. (laughs) And, yeah, I understand like there was probably some other very terrible things that were going on. But that's why we're addicted to mom movies, because it's kinda cool. It's it's kinda it's it's exciting to see. And when you're a kid, yeah, working at a pizza shop and going next door, it'd be kind of exciting to see a Corvette pull up and a guy gets out and walks up the steps and goes through and talks to the owner and, and comes back out
0: and it's all fun. And doesn't the sheet just looking at the sheet with the numbers? And it has to – can't just have NFL. It has to have college. And it can't just have the normal teams. Yep. It has to have some of the, the outside of the power five, right? San Jose With, State, oh, Wyoming. Yeah, on a game that you may not even see back then. They didn't even have it on TV. And you would see that. And doesn't it just make you think of fall? It yeah. just brings back those memories yes. right there and then. And yes. even as a kid, I remember as a, as a 10-year-old filling out the sheet for dad. Yeah. You know, filling out the sheet with a with yes. an eraser, a pencil with an eraser. obviously. Oh, of course, yeah. But you'd fill out the sheet, and then he would look at it, and then he would call his friends, and that was that was part of the fun. And you're right, they have robbed everybody of the innocence of all of that. I mean,
1: it, I, I get easy use and. It's in the it's in the mainstream and and some of that's good. I mean I mean let's we we can all be honest. I mean we play lotteries, we have reverse raffle nights and Monte Carlo nights and all that stuff, and the night at the races for our local booster club or the PTA and stuff like that. And so I, I, I'm glad that our tastes and our common sense have grown about. Uh, I wish they would here in the state of Ohio um, about gambling. But man, some of that stuff it's like. We, Lima and I, Lima's five years older than I, we were like the last generation to see that. And some of that stuff, I mean, I I remember one night, one night our deliver, one of our delivery drivers lost $600 playing Miss (laughs) Pac-Man. $600. So weeks were, yeah, three days were the work. I'm not Tone, I ain't kidding you. Like the the desk was, there was a table there. He had $600 the cash. It was like all ones because they're all tips, right? it's It's sitting there in this big ass it was a mound of of dollar bills. I mean, it looked like a mob movie, but they're one they're not hundred dollar bills, they're one dollar bills. And so there's this big pile of cash sitting on here, and they are sweating and he loses it and he's like, I gotta tell like he just comes to a realization's like, I gotta go home and tell my wife I lost six hundred dollars. Oh my God. And the guy like said it to make the manager feel bad, who's the owner's brother. And he looks him dead ass in the eye goes, Yep, suppose you do. Bye. Like, it was, <laughs> did I give a damn. He didn't care. He's like, Yeah, I got $600 sitting here. And like, Ken, he was like, Ken, put all the money in the hat. And it's like, I got this like big thing and I'm putting the money in his hat. He had this Padres hat and he goes, With all the money, put this in this bag. And it was just $600 and ones in the bag. It was great. He was sweating his ass off, drunk, oh. probably coked to the gills. Didn't matter. It was great. Loved it. It's Loved no
0: longer it. your money. It's my money.
1: Yep. See it work tomorrow. Better be showing up bright and early to make that six hundred dollars oh. back. Oh yeah, it is. Oh sad. god, so, it was great. So all
0: the nostalgia about filling out the sheets. That story hits home. How oh. just awful this addiction is yep. for people. And it just is terrible. There are no winners. Nope. There are never any winners. Well, there's the house.
1: The house wins. Everybody else. Eh. That's why you be the house. It's like the it's like the thing about being a cult. Yeah, you have more fun gambling. You have more fun being a follower. I got this last night from watching uh, The Office where Creed goes, I've been involved in many cults, both as, a, both as a follower and a leader. You have more fun as a leader, or as a, as a follower, but you make more money as a leader. <laughs> that's what it is. It's a giant cult. And they've taken – I
0: mean, that fun is gone now. It's reminding me, by the way, of all the Texas a We can end on this. We're brought to you by Xtend Technologies, A-V.com. Did you realize, Texas A M, what that's all about out there? I always thought – Hey, it's about, you know, kind of a military tie-in. It's a patriotic That's thing. That's what I thought. Yeah, and then I saw the videos of their, what do they call their student section with the Aggies? What oh, do they I call? They, 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 they The 12th the, man? Yeah, the 12th man, but they have a name for the actual, the the leaders. No, and I don't know what it is. I didn't realize in Texas, they think all of those people are in a cult. They think it is a total cult. Oh, I watched a video yesterday. Gosh. I'm going to send it to you. I watched a video yesterday of a guy trying to lead a chant at a pep rally, and everybody was all into it, and then a hundred responses. Everyone's like, yeah, it's a cult. The Texas A&M thing's always been a cult. It always will be a cult. It's why they have trouble with their retention numbers. People leave that school because it's a cult. I could not believe I actually what was a, going on. I have a
1: buddy whose parents went to Texas A&M, and his grandfather went to Texas A&M. Send me the video. Yeah, I'm going to send it I to will. him. I I know exactly. I wonder if he's going to go. I wonder if he's going. to people have been laying this bleep on me for the last 30 years. It's it's a cult.
0: By the way, it was just followed by Chunt Boy.
1: Chunt Boy? (laughs) That's that's the best name. Oh, the guy that reached out to me about Chunt Shirts. Uh, we yeah. to have a conversation he was like hey, "Can I? what's your size what like,
0: cu- what cut does he want oh no he does not even get he's just giving us shirts
1: yeah he was like just just sell just, your shirts just, i do sell the shirts. i mean a god if he sells 100 shirts i'm I, I gonna come after your ass over chunt it's not my last it's not a combination of my last name yeah, or your last no. name i know it's whatever go ahead make your money i don't give a damn i'm an easygoing guy aren't i i probably invent if i invented the wheel in
0: a past life
1: ah go ahead what, what's your last name good year yeah go ahead oh, it's like the yeah. foreman
0: grill it should have been you.
1: It should have been Hulk Hogan's. By the way, did I? Did we talk about that on the podcast? Did you go we, through the Allen Blackstock uh, Hulk Hogan lies?
0: No. Can we do that on the air real quick? Uh, yeah. Hold right. on. But in there. the meantime, I am there. sending you uh, the Aggie thing. It's really bad. I'm going to send it to Keith, too, because he might like it. Owen doesn't care about anything. We send him anymore, so he's no. not going to be included in this. Here we go. Send it. It is bizarre. Like uh, How they manage to still get recruits is beyond me is the title of this video. And it is this guy, and he ke- he thinks he is pumping up the crowd. And he's doing this weird um, waist bend and knee rise, and he keeps doing it. And now all the people go, "Woo, woo!" And you would watch this to be the least inspiring thing you've ever seen in your life. He was an All-State pitcher in
1: high school, and that was scouted by both the New York Yankees and Cincinnati Reds, but an injury prevented him from f- signing with either team. Wrong. Hogan claims he's the one who noticed Kevin Owens. Wrong. Hogan starred in Mr. Nanny and Santa with Muscles. Hogan claims he rewrote both scripts entirely, only to have his writing credit stolen from him by the Dastardly Writers Guild. Wrong. John Belushi sadly died in 1982, apparently. According to the Hulkster, he partied with him after WrestleMania two in 1986. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Look up Alan Cheapshot on Twitter. They're all there. He said he came up with the idea. No, Hogan claimed he was asked to join a startup company known as the UFC. While UFC wasn't nearly as popular as it was today, Hogan said he wouldn't have joined because guys get beat up when fighting should have stopped. George Foreman Grill... Home, in Hogan's autobiography, made the claim that Elvis was a huge Hogan fan before joining the WWF. He did work in Memphis in 1977. However, Elvis died in 1977.